This is episode 77, how to get over the fear that stops you from pursuing your dream career. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. I just had an amazing week. My family from Austin came out to visit me. My sister, her husband, and their three kids, so my nephews, seven, almost three, and five months. And it was so much fun. We all stayed at my house, went to Disneyland together in like a torrential downpour. It was just the craziest weather that we've had in California in in a long time, probably the worst storm I've seen. And there we were with three kids at Disneyland with our ponchos and umbrellas. And, you know, it was a major expectation hangover in terms of the weather, but we can't control those things. We can only control how we respond. So we looked at the positive. We're like, well, there's no lines for Mickey. (laughs) There's less rides to ride. So you know, you feel like you really accomplished a lot and we just focus on being together. And the other wonderful thing is that because of the work that I do and the way that I set up my business, I was able to take time off and really be present with them. And I remember when I was working back in my agent job and back in kind of corporate America, or even when I was a personal trainer and I had to work so many hours to support myself financially, I just so longed for freedom, like freedom of time. I was never somebody who was like, I want millions and millions and millions of dollars. Believe me, my wealth consciousness is healthy, but that's never been my main driver. But freedom of time and freedom of self-expression and freedom to make my own schedule, that has been something that's always been a huge, huge value for me. So that's been a big inspiration for creating the business I have. Yes, I absolutely love helping people. I love the personal growth work. I love all the aspects of my business. And I really love that it gives me freedom. And I have the opportunity to take time off and be with my sister and my brother-in-law and the little nephews and not be checking my email or cell phone. And I want the same for you if you really crave that kind of freedom and if you crave being able to make the impact you feel called to make. It's so painful to feel like you have gifts inside or a message inside or an idea that you want to share or spread or invent and and you're not taking action on it because you can feel it. You can feel that calling. And if you're playing it safe or not taking the risk or think you can't, it will continue to be painful. And that's why I am such a proud partner for B-School. You've probably heard me talk about B-School. You might've seen a lot of emails going out about it. There are a lot of partners. There are a lot of people who promote it. And the reason why I'm a partner is because I 100% believe in it. I use what I learned in B-School years ago in my business. It's something that helped me up-level every aspect of my business. I was really resistant to online marketing and online courses and taking my business more online. I just wanted to do it organically. But 
there was a, there was a plateau that I was reaching and I realized that it was my own fear and my own lack of knowledge that was keeping me from taking my business more online and potentially impacting more people and making more money. And since I've implemented so many of the strategies that are taught in B-School, which is an eight week online course for modern entrepreneurs that teaches you the real practical skills for either starting a business or taking your business to the next level. And what I love about it too is Marie Forleo, who is the founder and teaches the program, also talks a lot about this, the real life stuff that comes up, the fears that come up and how we deal with that and the overwhelm that comes up and how we deal with that. So it's a great mix of really kind of meeting you where you're at and tending to the human part of being an entrepreneur and starting something new or up-leveling and also just the one, two, three, four, five step plan that you need. There's way more than five steps, but you get the idea. The plan that you need to really grow or launch your business. Now, as a partner for B-School, I'm offering some really awesome bonuses. And I really wanted to create a bonus package that serves you best. And so I thought about what is my zone of genius? What am I really great at? How can I help people the most? And my zone of genius is coaching. I love coaching. I love coaching people on their business. I love coaching people on their personal life. I love coaching people on anything, as you've heard on this show. And so my bonus package, if you enroll in B-School through my link, and you can go to christinehassler.com slash B-School to read about all my bonuses and get the link to enroll, are the following. So the first thing is four live 90 minute group coaching calls. I often go longer than 90 minutes because I really want to support anyone that has a question. And on these coaching calls, I'll be coaching you on some of the limiting beliefs and the fears that are likely to come up as you go through the program and also any answer any specific questions you have. B-School is amazing and it's a massive community. So my B-School community will be a smaller, more intimate group where you're ensured to get that kind of one-on-one attention that you know, I definitely needed when I was building my business. And I suspect that you would really appreciate too. The other thing is you get access to private Facebook community where I'll be coming on and doing Facebook lives, answering questions. That's where you'll have that consistent access to me throughout the course of the B-School program. You also are going to get four customized guided meditations and visualizations that I create, especially to go alongside the B-School curriculum. And you get access to four of my top online courses for free. And the best part, and this is the bonus I added this year that I'm super psyched about, a free masterminding day with me and my business partner, Jill, here in San Diego at my home on the water. And everyone in my B-School community can come out. We'll pick a day in the summer that works for most people. And we will hot seat you and just you know, put your business under a microscope and give you the kind of coaching and masterminding that truly is priceless. So seriously, I stand behind B-School. I'm so committed to your success. I'm committed to coaching you through it. I'd love for you to enroll and be part of my community. Go to christinehassler.com slash B-School. If you have any questions, email jill at christinehassler.com and we will hook you up. So this whole pursuing your dreams and overcoming fears and stepping into the freedom of being an entrepreneur is the subject of my call with Katie. She feels a calling to start a business as a coach and build her platform online to bring in more clients and create courses, but she's running into the most common obstacle that comes up anytime we take a risk or go after our dreams, which is, you guessed it, fear. 
I love the acronym that a lot of people use for fear, false evidence appearing real, which is true. Most fear is totally made up in our head. But boy, when we feel it, it sure does feel real, doesn't it? And we don't get out of fear by pep talks or trying to push it away or push our way through. We get out of it through action and by not being so self-focused and even self-absorbed. All this will make a lot more sense as you hear me coach Katie. So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you feel a calling, but fear is stopping you? Like this call is so personal and, and even so vulnerable that it just terrifies you. You're terrified to put yourself out there. Or do you want to put yourself out there, but you're so concerned about what other people will think of you, the criticism, the judgment, people not getting you? Or do you believe that you need to be perfect or have everything figured out before you can help others or start a business? Do you worry about being too vulnerable? Are you wondering where the line is between being relatable to people if you are the brand and being professional and oversharing and just seem like you're kind of venting publicly? So keep all these questions in mind as you listen to me, Coach Katie. And again, consider investing in yourself and your dreams by investing in B-School, christinehausler.com slash B-School. The link will be in the show notes as well. All right, let's get on with my call with Katie. Katie, hi, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Um, well, I guess my question is, um, I, I started a, a business about a month ago, and it's um, it's a coaching, speaking courses type business, and uh, I really start looking through the lens of relationships, and it's starting to get noticed, and I've noticed that the more attention it's getting, the more fear and anxiety is coming up for me about what other people think and about their judgments. So I guess my question is, how do I handle this idea of being judged or seen for something that's kind of vulnerable? Mm. First of all, this is completely normal. This is something that definitely comes up for all of us when we step into our passion, when we step into putting ourselves out there, when we step into being seen. And it's this funny thing because we all want to be seen. We all want to be noticed. We have this you know, dream and we're like, oh yeah, I want people to notice me. I want people to see. But then once they start to, it's like, oh no, wait. Maybe I want to hide again. So a lot of this, um, and I've talked about this on the show before, a lot of this is kind of tied to what's called an upper limits problem that Gay Hendricks wrote about in his book, The Big Leap. And it's whenever we start to experience more success, more visibility, more of our dreams coming true, we start to hit this kind of upper limits problem of like our capacity for what we're able to kind of take in terms of goodness gets stretched and it gets really uncomfortable. So just as we get uncomfortable with quote unquote bad things, we can also, the really, really great things can feel uncomfortable too. So you, one, I just want to normalize it and just say that this is something that that's very common that happens when we start putting ourselves out there. Next, I want to ask you a question. So the fear that's coming up, we'll talk about the fear and we'll talk about the anxiety because there are two different things. So the fear that's coming up, what does it sound like? How do you experience it? Describe it to me. Um, the fear, I guess I'm, a, I'm afraid of what people will think of me. Will they think that I, that I'm just like a hot mess of a person and a hot mess in relationships. And that's the only reason I'm doing this or yeah. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of afraid of what people will think. 
about okay. me personally. So if you are going to put yourself out there in a public way, blogging, social media, interviews, books, you can't care at all what people think of you. Okay. Otherwise, life will be hell. Mm-hmm. Or if you do notice yourself caring, you quickly shift it. Like, for example, there's a guest on somebody else's podcast and he put it up and he has a really big following. And there were so many beautiful comments and there was one comment that was really negative and nasty about me. And that's what I went to. And like, I hung on to it for a second. And then I wait, wait a second, stop, stop. Like, why am I paying more attention to one judgmental comment than to the comments that are positive? And moreover, it really doesn't matter. What matters most is, did I show up fully? Did I show up to serve? Did I show up authentically? So the major shift here, Katie, that, that we're required to make whenever we start any kind of online business, online present, whenever we put ourselves out there in any way is to focus on service not on ourselves. And where you are right now is more in ego than it is in service. So if you really want to serve, if you really want to share your message, then what other people think of you is none of your business. Now, that said, you want to be connected to your audience. I make sure that I'm consistently surveying people. Like I did a survey of all the podcast listeners recently. I survey my list. I survey my community. I check in with my clients. I want to make sure that I'm delivering value, but that comes from the place of service, not wanting people to like me. So my question is what issue in you is this bumping up against? Where in the past has a concern with people liking you been a problem? I mean, I think it's probably always been a problem or maybe not always, but, um, it's certainly not the first time I've wanted people to like me or not judge me or accept me. Okay. Tell me about a time when this has been an issue in the past. Well, okay. So I, I don't, I want to avoid being too specific because I want to be helpful for your audience too, but I do have, and, and this is like, this is really where it's coming from, I think, but for me, a big motivating factor for me starting my business was I went through a breakup last year. And, um, so for me, it was kind of like the opportunity to use everything I've learned in every relationship prior to, yeah, to help and to start my business. And where this, I guess the fear of like people judging me is that I, I'm in a kind of small city or at least it feels really small right now. And I really, I'm trying to find a balance between sharing what I know is my calling and then having people think like, oh, well, she's only doing this because of the breakup and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And why would it and matter so, if people think, think that? How does that affect your business in any kind of way? Well, I don't want people to think that I'm bitter or I'm angry or... Um, so what if they do? Well, are you, are you bitter? Um, I don't think I'm bitter. I'm still, I'm, I'm definitely still processing at times. Okay. I think so, that I get the spiritual me- message of it and I'm usually anchored in that, but I definitely still have those moments where I'm mad or I'm hurt or I'm confused, but I try to get back to the lesson quickly. <laughs> so this, this is about, this isn't about other people. This is about you feeling like 
you're, I'm going to use a big word, a fraud. I don't mean big in terms of hard to understand, but big in terms of the power of that word. (laughs) Right. Uh, Right. So this is, you're more afraid of yourself than you are of anyone else's judgment. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. So what's the emotion that comes up around that? Um, I guess I think it's still just fear. Yeah. I'm really scared because I have had a pretty positive response. And I mean, that's good. And I know I'm supposed to do this, but it is scary. <laughs> like, I wish my calling were something easier. Like, I wish I were, I don't know, like, called to be like a really good accountant or something like that. <laughs> that required a little less vulnerability. <laughs> well, you don't have to do this. But there's like, I mean, I'm sure you get this. There's nothing else that even seems remotely right. And I've asked myself that. I've asked myself that. Like, do you want to sign up for this? And I remember even something you said one time about, um, I guess, I think maybe Mona said to you something like, if you're signing up for this, then that's going to be a challenge. And I just feel like there's nothing else I would do, though. Yep. I agree. Because the pain of not living into our potential, of not living into our calling long-term is far worse than the discomfort that we go through as we're walking through it. And there's a couple things I want to say. There's this misunderstanding that before we can help others, we have to be totally healed and totally fixed and, and completely perfect. And one, perfection is completely an illusion. There is no such thing as perfect. And two, our ability to help others comes more from our intention and our ability to listen and be present than it does from our own ability to live our own perfect life. Because I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people out there who give a lot of great advice, but, but being present with another and really being compassionate with that person they're not as strong at and they're not as effective because of that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So again, Katie, like part of, you know, your opportunity here is to be the coach and the client, to be your own best client. How you will feel in integrity as a coach is not by being perfect, not by having it all figured out, but by walking your talk by processing the anger that may still be there, by going, wow, if I'm afraid that other people are going to think I'm angry or bitter, other people are even saying that, that's a projection. So they're seeing something in me that may still be there. And so it's my job to own that and to process that and to acknowledge, hey, like I'm not completely through this, but I've definitely learned some things. I have some skills and I feel called to help other people that are going through it as well. And you come from that place of service and of love and of connection and of really understanding. And that's how you connect to your clients. And if people judge you, so what? But you judging you is a big problem. I just want to make sure that I'm sharing in a way that's authentic, but also not like, like, I don't, I haven't even any, I haven't even publicly said, like, I haven't even mentioned the word 
breakup in relation to my personal story. And I don't know where that line is of where I share. And I'm just like, yeah, this is what I experienced. And this is how I got through it. Or, and, when, and when it's just too soon or where when it's going to be too like, ooh, did you see what she posted? Like, I don't, I just want to, it's a very fine line and I'm really scared of it, I think. I don't want to cross it. Well, I was talking to Jill about this last night. I wasn't talking about you, Katie, but I was speaking about the difference between a relatable and an aspirational brand. And I think when we're first mm-hmm. starting out, being relatable and sharing our story is really important. I mean, I, I really started my coaching career based on my whole quarter life crisis. You know, my life had right. fallen apart and people really connected to that and people related to that. And as I've done all this work and as I've had my business for 12 years, it's become a little bit more aspirational because there's not as much in my life that is really challenging. Like I'm not going through a massive expectation hangover. I already had my victim to victor, my dark night of the soul. And yes, I'm still human. And and yes, I still have my moments, but it's become a little bit more aspirational over time because I've grown. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say I'm above in any way or I'm out of the human experience, but I don't rely on my story as much to communicate my brand. Now it's more the experience, the training, the skills. It's, it's, it's the, the over decade of work that's been out there. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to acknowledge where you are in your career development, where you are in building and you're in the beginning stages where a relatable brand is incredibly important to attracting the people that you want to work with. And so again, I think that you're a little too concerned with what people are going to think instead of what's going to serve people best. I mean, think of people, think of people that you've initially been drawn to that have been thought leaders or coaches in any way. I bet that you've connected to something that they've shared. They've been relatable to you. They've been through something that you're going through. Would that be accurate? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And do you trust people that have been through things that you've been through more to help you? Yes, I do. Okay. So can you see why sharing your story would be important? Yes. And I, I do, I have, and I do feel comfortable sharing parts of my story. The part I'm getting hung up on is just like this, this little, this little thing, but it's a big thing and it's an important thing. And I don't, and that's what I, I know you've shared in the past about your I guess your ex fiance and getting the wedding called off. So for me, I feel like, is it too soon for me to share that experience? Because literally if I say like I went through a breakup and he moved on really quickly and that's how I've learned that I complete me or whatever that like everyone will know who I'm talking about. And it, I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm so, I don't know if I'm, if it's time for me to do that or, Cause like, it's so small here and like, I'll go to, like, I've been to dinner twice and overheard people at other tables talking about me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, okay. (laughs) What is most important for you to communicate to the people you want to serve? What do you really want them to know? I want them to know that they don't have to wait for the right person to come along to start living the life that they've always envisioned for themselves. And I want them to know that their worth isn't determined by their relationship status. Okay. And do you feel like you're living that now? I do. 
Okay. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm in the process. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's important to own that you're in the process of that. Okay. It's important to own what you're learning and own that you're inspired to help other people. And you can talk about the breakup without needing to be specific. And you can, you know, and whenever I would talk about my ex-fiance, I would say, you know, he, he was the one who dumped me. It was a surprise, but I'd never throw him under the bus. And I really no, owned, I really owned my end of it. I was difficult to be with. Mm-hmm. I was still in my depression and he, he was such a blessing. So if you do want to speak about him, you can say, you know, I'm not sharing all the details to protect him because I've learned that blaming the other person and making them wrong only perpetuates a victim, a place of a victim. So you can talk about it without having to give the specifics about him. You can say, and then when you're working individually with clients, you know, I share a lot more when I'm working individually with clients than I do publicly so that I build rapport and so they understand. And so I really respect your integrity. I respect the fact that you don't want to publicly put a lot out there. Like I really understand that if you don't want to do that, you don't have to, but you can talk about what you're learning and the experiences of it, but also just say, you know, I'm choosing not to share tons of details or specific details because it's not really about him or what he did. It's about me and how I relate to it. And so often when we're in a breakup, we're in the, why did he do this? Or why did she do this? And I can't, and we spend so much time obsessing about the other person's actions and that gets us nowhere. And so you can share about that and write about that. But again, we're back to caring a little too much about how you're perceived. Okay. Yeah. So I really am just going to have to let that go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and how you let it, it's, it's not like, it, it's sort of like if I say, Katie, stop thinking about a pink elephant, whatever you do, mm-hmm. stop, don't think it, don't think it, no pink elephants. <laughs> it's all you can think about. So if I say, stop right. being scared of what people think, it's not like you're going to go, okay, no problem. So it's, it's more about what can you do instead? How can you lean into what you want more of? And really it comes to service, how you want to serve how you want to show up, how you want to serve people. And then your action steps. You know, what's the one action step you can take today? What's the one action step you can take tomorrow? And and when you're in the service mindset and when you're in taking action steps towards your mission, then the voice of fear naturally is going to be turned down because the voice of inspiration, the voice of connection, the making it not so much about you that all the volume of that is turned up and also to normalize it. Like if I'm about to get on a big roller coaster, I don't try to make myself stop feeling scared because <laughs> I know it's pretty normal. But I also, <laughs> I also know that the line between fear and excitement is very small. And so the other energy I'd encourage you to lean into is being excited about this. I mean, so many people Mm -hmm. search and search and search for their calling and have no idea what it is. And you have a sense of what it is and you feel excited about that. And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say so. Mm -hmm. And so leaning into that a little more is also important. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. So can it be okay 
if some people judge you? Yes. <laughs> I know it needs to be okay. Okay. So for every person you're concerned that's judging you, that basically is one mm-hmm. less person you can help. So yeah. think of the opportunity cost of caring about what people think or caring about if people right. think you're a hot mess. It contracts your energy. You'll share less. You'll put yourself out there less. You won't be able to attract the people that you want to attract because you won't be sharing as authentically because you'll be spending more time obsessing about getting people to like you than actually serving people and helping people. So with each person that you let affect you in terms of what they think, that's one to 10 less people you can help. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because if it's the vulnerability that attracts people, if I choose to not open up and the people who would be resonating with my story won't hear it. Right. And you won't be in service mindset. You'll be in your ego. Right. And remember that vulnerability isn't like just emptying all our wounds and spilling our guts. It's just about being honest. Right. And having yeah. ownership. You know, a big thing people misunderstand about vulnerability is it's it's about ownership. It's just about owning like the like the example I gave of I'm choosing not to throw him under the bus or share the specifics because I know that I can I'm 100% responsibility for my 100%, my 50%. And so mm-hmm. I'm focusing on me. And it's hard. Yeah. Believe me, it's been hard on my ego. I've been tempted to blame him and obsess about what he's doing, but I know that gets me nowhere. That's vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that you need to, and I'm so glad you're going to do B-School. That will help so much. Yeah. And I think that you will really love doing the client avatar exercise that B-School teaches, really getting in the mindset of your client. The other thing that Mm -hmm. I would have you do is write out your mission, write out your vision, write out why you want to do this and Mm -hmm. let yourself get excited about it. It's like a roller coaster. We can either be really scared and feel those butterflies in our stomach and not get on the ride or really excited and feel those butterflies in our stomach and get on the ride. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. So what are your commitments moving forward? Well, to, well, I, I guess do the, the avatar exercise when it comes up, which I have, I have done that. So I need to just really remember my client avatar, but my commitments are to write out my mission and get really clear on my why, and then lean into the excitement instead of the fear and anxiety Beautiful. Beautiful. And if someone judges you, if someone says you're a hot mess, you're not qualified or whatever, how can you respond to that internally? Internally, um, I remind myself of all of the experiences and research and things that my life has equipped me with that allow me to serve exactly who my nope. client is supposed to be. Nope. 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 Cause you're defending. Oh, internally okay. you're defending. Here's how you do okay. it. You're okay. like, Oh, not my people. God bless oh, them. Okay. God bless them. I hope they find someone they resonate with. Let me focus oh. on the people that are my people. Okay. 
because I already know that I'm qualified, right? So I'm just taking away the judgment by just telling myself they're not my people. Correct. Okay. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Like with that guy that posted yesterday that I told you about at first, I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, clearly not my audience. Good. I'm glad he found people that he does connect to. Let me focus on the people that Mm -hmm. are my people instead of wasting my energy obsessing about the people that aren't my people. That's like going next door to your neighbor and being like, hey, can I raise your children? I'm just going to leave mine over here alone, but I'm going (laughs) to obsess about yours. Mm -hmm. We would never do that. (laughs) No. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. I acknowledge you, Katie for answering the call. I acknowledge you for being willing to be an entrepreneur, to build your own business, to take the road less traveled and to not use fear as feedback to stop. Fear Mm -hmm. is not accurate feedback. So work with it. Use alchemy with it. Focus on service. Get to your mission. Be authentic. Be relatable. Be you. And serve the people you feel called to serve and take those action steps instead of spending time obsessing about people you cannot control or what people think of you, build your business, build your business so that you're profitable. So you have freedom. And so you make impact all that energy you have spend obsessing about what people think could be energy you're investing in your business to make money and make impact. You choose what you do with your energy. I recommend investing it and building your business and your impact. Yeah. Sounds like a good recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to share that after our call, Katie did decide to enroll in B-School. That's one of her action steps, which she committed to. So I really acknowledge her for taking that action step. So a few things I want to emphasize from this call. Fear about what other people think of you will paralyze you if you're not focused on service and impact. It it will. If you make your work about you, it's going to be way too emotionally draining because you will constantly be trying to protect yourself from any kind of criticism or judgment, which means you will be paralyzed by perfection. You will edit and tweak and stall. You won't get your work out there. And then if somebody does criticize you, you're going to fall apart. You know, it's not possible for everyone to like you. And honestly, if you don't think you can handle some criticism and judgment and not everyone liking what you put out there, don't do it. Seriously. That's one of the things I had to learn early on is feedback is feedback. And I can choose to get triggered by it and take it personally or receive it neutrally and be like, hey, is there anything valuable in that feedback? Or is this just not my person? Are they just venting? Is it just not a match in terms of how we think? That's that's okay. Not everybody has to like you. If everybody liked strawberry ice cream and nobody liked chocolate, there'd be no chocolate ice cream. That's why there's a variety out there. And you're not supposed to save the world. <laughs> you have your unique group of people that you're supposed to help. So if everybody liked you and everybody wanted your services or products, that it wouldn't be possible. So stop caring what other people think. And think of what I said to Katie, the time you spend obsessing about the handful of people that may judge, criticize, and not get you is energy that you're taking away from building your business, making money, generating freedom, and helping the people who will appreciate your work. So stop giving your energy to the people who aren't your people. 
Stop making it about you. Make it about service. Make it about your mission. Feel into them. Feel into where they're hurting. Feel into where they need you. Feel into where they're just looking for answers. And let that be your inspiration rather than trying to be some kind of chameleon and say the right thing so everybody likes you. It's not about you. And the second thing is just take action. Stop thinking and analyzing so much. It's like when, you know, when I had my house fire, the firemen just came and they came rushing in and just dealt with putting out the fire and handling things. They just took action. They weren't like, oh, why did this fire start? And how do I look going into the house? And am I doing it right? And is this lady going to like me? No, they just take action. They run in and take care of business. And I want to light a fire under your butt right now and get you to take action. Because if you're just sitting, hoping fear is going to go away magically, it's not. You got to transform it. You got to use that energy because fear is very kind of anxiety, nervous, wiry energy. And it can either paralyze you or give you a consistent state of anxiety. So you got to get moving. You got to move out of the paralysis or you got to use that energy to generate momentum and take action. So please stop wasting your time and energy and obsessing what other people think. Please stop waiting to be perfect. Please stop stalling because you think you're not evolved enough or you don't have it right and take some action. And maybe that action step is investing in B-School. It's a perfect time. The cart closes March 3rd. So you don't have much time. And the really cool thing about B-School this year is there's a payment plan and you can, there's always been a payment plan, but this year there's an additional payment plan where you can pay over the course of 12 months. You have a whole year to pay for it. And honestly, if you implement the tools from B-School, it will pay for itself really, really quickly and it won't be a problem. So anything that you invest always comes back to you if you implement the curriculum. It works if you work it. Again, christinehauser.com slash bschool. So before I sign off, I want to talk about a personal story. And you may have noticed that when Katie's emotion came up, I didn't go into processing it with her because her question was really about moving forward. You know, I stayed loving but strong so I could support her in getting her mojo back on and not being a victim. Oftentimes when we feel fear or overwhelmed, especially women, we cry and we go into sadness. Like, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. It's too much. And it's almost like we want permission to give up. And so we don't want to reward that victiming behavior in ourselves or our clients because it's not true sadness. It's just fear being super, super sneaky. And I remember about two years ago, I was preparing for a big keynote at Google. And I was nervous. I mean, it's Google. Those are the cool kids. And my coach, Brandy, who's amazing, was helping me. And I was just so stressed. I was like over preparing. And I just was like, I just, I'm just so stressed. And my eye is twitching and it's so much. And I started to cry. And she's like, Oh, so you're going to bring a box of Kleenex into Google? I have what? Yeah, just do that. Just bring some Kleenex in, have a good cry with everybody, talk about how it's so stressful. <laughs> And it sounds like she was making fun of me, but she wasn't. I already had rapport with her, so I knew that she had my best interest at heart. And second, she knew that it wasn't in my best interest as my coach to indulge my little pity party. Because the truth was, I wanted to kick ass at Google. I wanted to give a great keynote. I wanted to move forward in that direction. 
I didn't want to sit and cry and not do it. That was just the fear. That was just the insecurity coming up. And so she met me with that kind of tough love to shift my perspective, to pull me out of my funk and go like, okay, like the firemen, I'm moving forward. I'm taking action. I'm going to do this. And sometimes you just got to run into the fire. So for those of you who feel a calling, who feel like you have gifts to share, please stop stalling. Trust those gifts. Trust that calling. It wouldn't be there if it wasn't leading you somewhere. Your dreams and desires are not random. Only you can turn them into a reality. If you're waiting for some kind of magical sign, consider this your sign. The kind of financial and time freedom that you desire, the fulfillment that comes from making impact and doing something that you love is totally possible for you. Borrow my belief until yours becomes stronger, but definitely don't wait any longer. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.